Hi, this is Jeanette Creamore, or you may know me as JC. Welcome to Laugh, Learn, Lead, a podcast show that helps project sponsors, project managers, and their teams shape their project success stories. I'll be sharing interviews that bring a different perspective to what project success looks and feels like, as well as unpacking our conversations to provide insights and practical tips. Stay tuned and enjoy. Last episode, I caught up with Alex Maloney, who has over 20 years' experience in delivery of business and technology change. I've been fortunate to work with her on two separate occasions, and I know firsthand how awesome she is with her leadership. If you haven't yet listened to Episode 7, Project Teams and Delivery, you may want to catch up on our chat about her journey from study to project delivery, why it is important to build project relationships, and advice for progressing your project careers. Today, I want to unpack how important it is to invest in an effective project establishment phase. And I just don't mean a kickoff meeting. I have several times now had to go and rescue um, projects. And one of the first things that I observe when I go in and asked how people um, have agreed to how they work together, do they know what they're doing, um, do they understand the purpose of the project, um, what's frustrating them. There is so many different stories. And so I spend a couple of days um, interviewing and uh, sitting down and and filtering through the the noise versus what potentially is reality of the situation. And it all comes back to I actually haven't invested in a project kickoff or establishment phase. Um, As project teams, we're all excited and we want to just get in there and start doing. We all want to um, celebrate our wins and our successes and we want to show our client and our um, end customers on what a great solution that they're going to experience. So we're really keen to get on that treadmill and start running. But there's one thing I know for sure that if you do not invest in the project establishment kickoff phase of your project, you are going to end up in trouble down the track. You're going to have project stakeholders that don't understand their role. You're going to have um, conflicting messages or uh, that rumour, you know, that gossip. You hear it down the corridor and it's that gossip and and that uh, ruining of the positivity in the team that can really deflate you. What does a project establishment phase or kickoff agenda really look like? Um, I, I, I would sometimes say that this phase can go for four weeks and, of course, it's fit for purpose and it's also about the scale of the project. But um, please don't just set aside a two-hour kickoff meeting or a half-day workshop because that is not enough. And what I mean by that is the establishment phase is quite layered. Potentially, we start off with your core project team and that potentially is the project manager, um, your business analyst, um, your subject matter experts that, uh, that understand the requirements and, and what they want the solution to do, um, and your project sponsor or the person who's funding or got budget for the project, the person who wants to realise the benefits out of this strategy, get together and really nut out what project success looks like. And when I mean nutted out, I really mean that. Don't try and do that visioning or mission statement type approach because what you get at the end of the day are words. Now, although the words are great um, to help you define or direct what project success looks like, you actually need to spend time telling stories. Um, You need to spend time drawing. And yes, colour pencils are okay. Um, 
whiteboards are okay. Paints, I've actually taken some canvases into my project teams and brought in some paints and they've actually painted what project success looks like for them. So have fun because as you're having fun, you're actually exposing that creativity and and when people are feeling relaxed and um, and enjoying it, they're actually going to open up about some possible issues that they don't really want to share because they have afraid of the um, the conflict or the dis, you know or the the disappointment of they're bringing up an issue. So when you're doing project success, what does it look like? Um, what does it feel like? So what's the emotional attachment to the project success? Um, is it is the success tangible? Is it um, an emotion? Is it an experience? And really know what that looks like. And I don't mean just at the end of the project either. Project success should be defined in a way that you can have progress and success celebrated along the way. Because it's a long time from the start line to the finish line in some projects. And you don't want to be waiting 6, 9, 12, 18 months to celebrate success. You want to know what success looks like along the way. It could be that you actually get um, a design signed off. It might be that you do a proof of concept and that the stakeholders are excited about what they can see. So spend time defining project success. Another thing is um, that's the first layer of the project success. So when your team, your core team has sorted that out, invite your key stakeholders in and actually get them to participate in that definition of project success as well. Because there's one thing I know for sure is that we all look, see, hear and talk about success differently. So now we now have to invite our stakeholders in and go through the same exercise with them. Do it in a workshop style. Have a bit of fun with it. Get them to talk through what success looks like for them because they might just want to see the queue at their customer service centre shortening. Um, another stakeholder group might want to see less number of forms that they have to data enter. Another stakeholder group might want to see less complaints coming in their in- inbox. So success will look and smell and feel like something different to everyone. So once your project team has done that, invite your stakeholders in, um, go through the next layer and level of project success definition. And when you've done that, maybe a couple of times, depending on how big your project is, Make it visible, get it up on the wall, make it so that when people are walking around and knowing what your project is about, they can actually physically see it as well. And that will trigger conversations. Use the storytelling, the visual storytelling as a mechanism to engage people that are working around you. Um, There's nothing better because those people then go off down the corridor and start the gossiping, but they're actually doing a positive conversation um, because they're actually informed and they understand your project. With your teams, um, we have diversity. Uh, Projects aren't successful without diversity, and that's different thinking, different backgrounds, different skill sets, different behaviours. And so you must take time to get to know each other. There's some self-assessment strength tools that you might want to um, utilise. One of them is VIA, V-I-A. You might want to look at that. That's a free assessment tool. That talks about the 24 strengths of an individual. Now, your strengths... Um, are made up of your values, your beliefs and your experiences. And so for me, I'm quite a curious person. Um, I treat fairness as one of my strengths as well. And so 
when I know what my strengths are and when I know what someone else's strengths are, when we combine them to make awesome, we're going to get better results. And actually take time to learn about and listen to people's backstories. And what I mean by their backstories about what has given them their strengths? You know, what journeys have they been on? What diverse situations have they had to overcome? We've all got a past and sometimes honouring that past and, and appreciating what we bring as an ingredient to the team is beneficial. Don't assume the title of someone is actually their best fit for a project. I can remember um, working with someone who had a title um, in the project that I picked up. It was an in-flight project. And they had a title of business analyst. And so, of course, I assumed that this person was enjoying their job as a business analyst and they had strengths in process discovery and process engineering to ensure that we've got efficiency in our online system. And I also assumed that they were able to take data and analyse it in a way that, that could tell us stories about the solution. And when I took time out and sat down with the person and said, you know, what do you like about your job and what are your strengths and, and you know, tell me how, how you like spending your day, this person actually said to me, they're actually a change and communications person but they were looking for a new opportunity and so they were given this role without the training and support. Oh, my gosh. Um, how many times has that happened to you or someone else in your team that you know? Um, so I quickly said, okay, let's let's see what we can do. Are you enjoying the project? And she loved the project. She didn't like the role. She felt as if she was letting down the team. And so by taking time to understand her strengths, I was able to um, allow her to fulfil a role in the project of communications and you could see her light up and already the rest of the project team could see that she was adding value immediately and so then when I checked with a couple of other people on the team I said did you know that this girl was a communications person and they said no we didn't but we knew that she definitely wasn't a business analyst so by taking 30 minutes out of my day and sitting down with someone to understand their strengths just changed the whole dynamic in the project team so I'm in project establishment phase Spend the time to get to know each other. Get to know your stakeholders. Get to know how they like to learn. Get to know how they like to communicate. Understand the triggers that will give them some uncertainty, that cause them some concern. How do you know that they're feeling uncomfortable? So get to know yourself, get to know your team members and get to know your stakeholders. And then find the mix of those strengths give you some awesomeness. Quickly touched on um, this girl's title being a business analyst and it's so needed that you understand and unpack one another's roles, responsibilities and the processes that you've agreed to use. So some things that I look for when I pick up a project um, is have you guys agreed on what processes that you're using? And I use the word processes for the sense of um, team norms what cadence, what rituals, what behaviours are accepted, what behaviours are not accepted. Do you know what each one is responsible for delivering? Do you know how they're delivering it to you? Have you um, shared how you want that handed over to you? In what condition is that deliverable? And these might seem some basic common sense expectations, but I can guarantee you that um, 
seven times out of ten when I pick up a project and um, I have to turn it around on the road to success, these are some of the basic things that are missing. So how do you go about that? Um, you can keep it simple. You can be, um, and depending on your governance of your project, they might expect you to do a whole role re- responsibility matrix, and that's okay if that's what your organisation expects. But for those that have never done it before, I really suggest you keep it simple. And by keeping it simple is putting it up, once again, visual. And you don't have to give yourself a title. You can give yourself um, what we call an avatar. Um, so it could be a character, and that character might represent your strengths, but also might rep- represent your role. So if you are a communicator, you might use um, a, a camera as your way of representing yourself. And you might list under there your responsibilities and you might list also the processes that you use. You might use some facilitation of workshops. You might have um, user storyboards that you are going to deliver for the team. Um, For a test person, you might have um, your responsibilities of designing the test cases that really validate the requirement and its use for the consumer, the customer. You might also say that your um, processes are going to be, I'm going to use JIRA or I'm going to use HPQC or any of those many um, trace requirements, traceability tools that are out there. But getting up and visual and if and what do you agree now is so important, but it's also okay to change it as you go along project timeline. If you have a, uh, an agreed role, responsibility and processes visual with one another and you keep checking in to say, hey, this is what we agreed we were going to do. This is how we said we were going to do it. If this isn't working for us, let's go and change it. So go back and you go then and re- revisit project success, our strengths and our roles and responsibilities. So I just wanted to kind of unpack that quickly. Look, there's a lot more to this than what I've just shared and I've got some workshops that go into detail around this. My program, Broken to Brilliant, really gets into the detail on um, how to set up project success and, and how to do your team formation and, and how to commit and celebrate um, delivery success stories along the way. But for me, this was just um, a little bit of an unpack from our conversation with Alex because it really came out when she shared her story um, of her project failure and um, it was gold. You might recall I even said, Alex, that's gold um, because it truly is. It's one of the things that um, I consistently see when I go into an organisation or a project to help them get back on track. They haven't invested enough time in their project establishment phase slash kickoff period. I would recommend two to four weeks, and it's not full time, but it's consistently investing in building relationships, understanding one another's strengths, and really agreeing and um, being on the same page. So, in closing, JC's three tips define your project success, get to know each other's strengths, agree on role responsibilities and processes. And my favourite quote from my conversation with Alex is, enjoy what you are doing and make the most of opportunities when they come your way. 
Thank you for listening and I hope you have a few ideas to take action. I would love for you to rate and review the show. I too need feedback to learn. Cheers for now. Remember, a day without laughter is a day wasted.